Hello, my name is Samuel Egube, and I am the Commissioner for the Lagos State Ministry of Economic Planning and Budget. Welcome to Ask Sam, where I get to talk about the government's projects, why it's happening, and its impact on the people. I'm here to answer your questions. So these questions are on education. And the first one is the classroom ratio to population ratio in Lagos is low. In Lagos State, how many classrooms have been erected in the last few years and how many teachers have been added to the numbers since then? Okay, so Lagos is primarily a private sector environment when it comes to schools. Right, the truth is that um, we have almost 18,000 uh, private sector operators and it peels out when you look at the public school system. So it's not just about the public school. And Lagos is um, promoted by the idea that everybody puts his hand together to raise Lagos up. And we have enough market, right, to drive private sector participation in schools. So it is true that certain schools, right, have um, a lot of students per class spaces, but it is also very true, right, that there are a lot of class uh, schools that are under man, for example. I mean, I give you a simple example, the school, um, let's say a public school in Koyi, um, I think just uh, by the side of Corona uh, schools, um, it's almost 30% um, occupied, right? Um, maybe because of the environment, right, where a lot of people in the Koyi probably send uh, their children to private schools, right? But there's a lot of um, over and under capacity, right, depending on the areas. Um, um, but the Lagos State Government have been quite aggressive. In fact, we have a special committee called Scripps that is focused on the rehabilitation of schools. We also have uh, Masyama, a full agency that is also targeting um, facility maintenance across our public spaces, which includes schools as well. We have over 800 new classrooms that have been added, um, over 200 that have been renovated uh, classroom uh, classroom blocks that have been renovated. You know, and, and when you are talking of classroom blocks, you know, each block has several classrooms in it, basically to just really grow very massively the amount of um, classroom availability, especially in the areas where there are high population of students. We built 10 hostels, right, for uh, our model colleges to enlarge the boarding um, facilities and we have pushed in there about a thousand two hundred uh, beds. Now you don't just build schools, right? I mean you need to furnish them as well and we've had about a hundred and seventy thousand um, composite tables and chairs um, that have been made for all these schools which means about three hundred and forty thousand um, students are being accommodated by the sheer investment that we are making uh, in public schools. And this does not even include all the investment um, that Suburb also um, is adding to the stream. These are just purely the ones that the state governments are, are putting in into the program. 
but you are aware that Suburb also is a program that is jointly driven between the state government and the federal government and focused also primary on primary school specifically. So that's what we are doing to expand and it, it really never ends. We are trying different models of, of construction to just see how we can make it uh, more cost efficient and, uh, and gain more speed um, and, and um, uh, ensure that the quality of delivery uh, on a repeated basis is, is, is very strong. But we must understand that academics is not only about physical infrastructure. Right? We're talking about teachers and we've brought in almost 15,000 teachers um, in the period right just to ensure that the people are being uh, taught well beyond that we have also i mean basically to increase the teacher to student ratio uh, increasingly we've also introduced technology um, in our schools um, working in the primary schools uh, we're using technology to ensure uniformity of the teaching methods and the quality of teaching to our children uh, and basically to improve their interaction in class and their learning uh, process using technology. We're also using technology to administer um, ad to administer the schools as well. So, I mean, teachers right now in the primary school, we know that they have arrived not because they feel the physical register, because their system, the, 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 the tablets in their hands synchronize with the central system once they get to their respective school. We're also able to track um, how they are going through the lesson notes, the amount of time they are spending um, in each lesson note. So you do not have cases um, like you could have in the past where a teacher is very good with general science and he teaches general science all day long. You know, you must go through the entire module and the entire curriculum and the students are better rounded now. Right. We also deploy technology also with the secondary schools to just basically help improve right, the capacity um, to learn and to ensure that we leave with them a lot of um, their reading material so that they are able to, to study uh, subsequently. Technology also helps us bring our best faculties to teach the people. So sometimes as we prepare them for some of these vital exams, like their WIEC, we're able to get them to be taught by some of the best math teachers in the state, you know, so that, I mean, we give them the best chance. And that is possible because of technology, right, which we are able to deploy. And, and the fact also that we evaluate our teachers to know their performance positioning. Um, all of that is bringing about um, a lot of um, benefits to us. I mean, I remember when COVID struck and the effects that it had on us, that it actually, I mean, the, the, the performance um, really, 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 really dropped, right? But we have um, grown that performance now to um, over 80%, right, in, in performance as those who, who pass their WAEC. And it's a lot of hard work from the Ministry of Education, heavily supported by Mr. Governor. Um, to just ensure that we do what we need to do to get things run. Awesome. The second question is, Lagos State recently announced plans to create 50 more comprehensive schools across the state. What is the aim of this objective? 
So one of the challenges we face in Lagos is the rate of dropout from schools. And so we uh, conducted a study where we really tracked those that were dropping out to their homes and to their, what are they really doing? What's causing them to drop out? And at the heart of their dropout is the need to support family income, the need to begin to earn some money, um, and the fact that uh, they, they are just unable to cope, right, with even what it takes to, to, to get to school and to stay in school, right? Um, but what are they doing? We, we note that they are trying to learn trade. They are trying to learn vocational work. So the challenge for us was how do we integrate this, right, into the school system so that instead of going home to go and learn the trade from some carpenter or some fashion designer that do not do not even know their right from their left or need or are not certificated, maybe we should use the excess capacity we have in some of our buildings and create comprehensive schools. So while they are studying their normal um, curricula, right, they can, instead of going home, they can continue schooling, um, learning some of these skills, uh, which include both soft and hard skills in certain specific um, trade or vocations like fashion designing, like um, um, carpentry, um, and so on and so forth. All right, and we're finding out that they are beginning to come back. Right, we started with a pilot, um, which was about 12, right, but we intend to get it to 50 by September. Now, that, that means that these students will now stay in school. They will learn trade. They will learn other soft skills as to how to account for their business, skills as to how to um, do presentations, um, entrepreneurship, um, skills, and, and different kinds of discipline. In addition to the fact that we can then create a pathway for them to continue in school, right, into points of proper certification, and even all the way to university if they do want to go there or to 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 build further their technical education capability is one reason why at the tertiary end of it uh, mr governor aggressively pushed so working with the special advisor for education we've gotten two new technical um universities right one for education and one just general um University of Technology. The other one covers is specific to education. That way, we're able to churn out people who who specialize in training. But we need for the education uh, quality to rise. We need real training on how. Because right now, you have a lot of people who are training in schools. They just, I mean, the fact that you read chemistry does not mean you can teach chemistry, right? The fact that you read mathematics does not need mean that you can teach mathematics, right? You, you need the education bit of it also. Um, so that is what we've done. Um, and that is why we've done the comprehensive school, to keep children in school, to ensure that they do not live skillless, right? And to give them a pathway to reconnect to the school system, right? Up to certification level um, at any any direction either on the technical side or the or, 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 or the general side heading either to universities of technologies polytechnics 
or university, normal universities. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Ask Sam podcast. If you have any questions you would like to be answered, do leave a comment in the Q&A section under this episode or drop a message on my social media page at Sam Egubani.